Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. One place that they have been on the MCO, the, the distancing order now, they've had four of them, is Malaysia. Mm. And the prime minister has announced that they are going to start easing the uh, lockdown come Monday. Yep. So most of the uh, country's economy will reopen uh, except for the uh, the areas that have, uh, you know, a lot of people, large mm. gatherings of people together. Uh, joining us is Jason Desmond uh, to talk about it from KL. Jason, of course, environmental advocate, entrepreneur, radio and TV host, uh, a host often uh, in the past of this show. Jason, good morning. Welcome. Morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, good. We're doing pretty well, thanks. And are you excited that uh, come Monday you are going to be able to roam around a little bit more freely? Actually, I'm a little bit more apprehensive than excited because, I mean, mentally, most Malaysians, and I think we're split 50-50 on this, uh, most Malaysians, because um, we were mentally prepared to go back to work after the 12th of May because that's when Phase 4 was supposed to end. And now... Uh, on May Day, on the 1st of May, the Prime Minister announces, hey, everyone goes back to work on Monday, except uh, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that, nothing too concrete, no clear guidelines, and everyone's just supposed to go back to work on Monday, but how do you do that? So, Jason, why the rush? I mean, why not just keep it to the original date when everyone had planned, and why is this, let's move it up quickly, you know, uh, you know all of a sudden? Any idea? Uh I think it's two-pronged. Um, one, uh, our numbers are pretty good uh, when it comes to trying to suppress the spread of COVID-19. Sure, there there have been a slight mushrooming of red zones, what we call it here, uh, where there's, there have been enhanced movement control orders. Places have been locked down because there have been a lot of... Uh, there's been a, a large spread. Recently, we had a, a wholesale wet market go under lockdown because there was there were a couple of cases there. But for the most part, we've been keeping things pretty much under control. That's one. Another is businesses are suffering. So I think that's one of the things that kind of spurred things on to kick this um, this fourth of May thing into order. Maybe it might have been a Star Wars thing. I don't know because may the fourth be with you and everything. <laughs> well, I'm not going to make any empire analogies, but on the, on Friday, Jason, there was a total of 6,000 plus uh, confirmed cases in Malaysia, of whom 4,171, almost 70%, had been discharged. So your yep. figures are, look, none of these th- figures are great, that's the wrong word, but your figures are healthier, shall we say, than certainly Singapore, let's be honest, and other countries. But of course, it is a real catch-22 issue, isn't it? Because as soon as you reopen, there is, there's got to be a risk, while we have no vaccine and no treatment, of those cases increasing yeah. again, isn't there? That's the fear, because, I mean, um, Canada um, did it, um, Germany did it. A lot of countries actually eased up on their lockdowns, and when when they did, and everyone started going out again, the numbers spiked again. So that's the fear that everyone's having here. So for a lot of Malaysians, that if you if you go through social media in Malaysia, uh, it's kind of split between those who really want to get out of the house for some reason, and then there are those who are like, you know what? Even if it's eased, I'm still going to try to work from home because I don't want to get infected. Because there is, you're right, there is a risk of the infections shooting up again and there's no clear guidelines of 
should it be of only 50% of people in the offices while the other 50% stay at home? There's a lot of things that we don't know about, and it's just that that's, uh, that's freaking people out about, should I go back to work? Should I not? Am I going to get infected? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to, you know, am I going to be a statistic? So that's the, the big fear that's uh, causing Malaysians to wonder whether they should be excited about May 4th or not. Yeah, and there's the other economic issue. You've got a slight dichotomy there, haven't you? You've got a brand new, relatively brand new prime minister who's obviously paranoid, as all leaders are, about the economy. Hence this, you could say, rushed or uh, quick uh, decision to open up. However, this is a dichotomy. Cinemas, karaoke lounges, reflexology centres, nightclubs, Ramadan bazaars, sal carnivals and conferences and exhibitions are all remaining closed. But they are the very industries, aren't they, that need to open up the most, hence the dichotomy. So even though you're opening up, you're not necessarily opening up the industries that need it most. Yeah, unfortunately, the ones who need to open badly for themselves are not getting um, opened up basically like uh, so basically it's all necessary industries anything that's part that would potentially contribute to the GDP um, moving upwards again but the ones that are suffering you're right the cinemas because even let's just say things would reopen on May 13th as it was supposed to people aren't still uh, going to go to the cinema immediately. I'm probably not going to go to the restaurants, just hang out or to a mama restaurant because there's a fear. So now um, there's this, okay, everybody, let's just get the economy going again. Everything's going to be, we're trying to spur the economy back into, into some kind of, uh, into some positive note. But the ones that are suffering are the smaller guys. Like, you're right, entertainment guys. There's news that cinemas might start to close up on their less profitable outlets. Well, just to jump in there, Jason, you sang to me off air that uh, some of the cinemas in your area and restaurants may close for good. Yeah, we've already seen hotels closing up. Uh, There are some hotels in Ipoh, which is uh, uh, just north of uh, KL, They've had to shut down, and these are hotels that have been around forever, um, and... Unfortunately, these are guys who have had to, they've been suffering even before the MCO happened. They've been suffering even before COVID-19 came about, and they've been, they've been struggling throughout. This just makes things worse. It's uh, opening up the economy right now, opening, up, uh, opening things up because the economy is bad because of COVID-19, probably isn't going to help them much, but it will help uh, if uh, people start going back to restaurants. But if the government says, hey, um, you can go back to the cinemas, you can go back to karaoke lounges and whatnot. I still think it's, it's not going to be, we're, we're in for a rough time, basically. Talking with Jason Desmond, the environmental advocate, entrepreneur, radio and TV host in KL. Uh, big news uh, just the other day, the closure of Blue Media, uh, Inc., Blue Ink Media, laying off over 200 staff across 20 print titles uh, like Cosmopolitan, Her World, Harper's Bazaar, uh, Shape, all of these uh, major titles. Uh, that is a huge hit on the media industry, is it not, Jason, in, uh, in Malaysia? It's massive because this is a company that has – it's got a lot of history. I've been on a magazine before. I've been featured before. I've been they, – they do all the, all the big magazine events, you want to call it that. Um, but – um, for the longest time, 
um, print media has been suffering because digitizing hasn't actually helped um, these titles because social media has uh, seems to have a, a one leg up over him. So when it comes to something like this, when they're struggling to make ends meet and they're struggling to keep staff, they're struggling to put content out there, struggling to sell magazines, and then a lockdown happens, COVID nineteen happens, and then you're not you're you're not publishing enough. People aren't reading enough. People aren't buying enough. You can't go out to buy it. You, things are going to happen, and there there's no way out of it because you don't you can't even get a rescue package out for some something like that because even the big guys, the VCs, the investors, they're struggling as well. So it was huge because this is this was the big gun when you spoke about magazines in Malaysia. They were the big guns when you spoke about um, celebrities in print and whatnot. So when this happened, we knew, and, and because I'm in media here, so I'm in broadcast, it, it sent shockwaves around the, the, the industry here and everyone started to freak out and everyone started to help uh, their friends who were working in Blue Wing to tr- hopefully try to get jobs because this, is, this might just be the start of other media companies closing shop as well. Yeah, I take no pleasure in it, my friend. I've, I've done writing myself for Blue Ink Media in Malaysia and any print organization, news agency, anything that involves the written word, I'm always going to try and champion. But of course, it has knock-on effects, doesn't it? We're already seeing it. BBDO, uh, a big ad agency in Malaysia. I mean, that's also downsizing, isn't it? Yeah. So what's going on is they're going to, well, they use a, a nice word. They're going to reorganize. They're going to restructure, basically. But basically, it's just, wow, we, we, can't, we can't function and we can't operate in these countries anymore. Malaysia, we just can't do it anymore because it's too expensive. We can't afford the staff. And it's, we need to think about how we're going to do business, which is the most profitable. Uh, so you're right. It's a knock-on effect. And it, it will continue this chain reaction of one thing leading to the other to the other which is why i think that's why the premature i think it's premature opening up of or or lifting of the mco has happened because apparently there's a 2.4 billion ringgit deficit every day they're losing 2.4 billion ringgit every day from this mco and it's been in the it's crazy so i think they're just trying to do everything they can to balance things out between economy and health and which is it is it worth the risk though because if you if you lock down for too long if you're if the economy's not working there's no even if you lift it up and everyone's healthy there's nothing to go back to yeah so it's it's a you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't basically yeah so moving ahead next week they're going to slowly open up the economy in phases yourself your friends your family the mooding what is the general mood in malaysia right now ahead of the economy slowly reopening people are excited but they're also confused with uh, because there have been so many like you can't do this and then a, a two or three days later oh no you can't do that because <laughs> yeah. i don't the barbers opened up and uh, the hair salons were like, hey, we're going to let people have haircuts because it's good for their, it, it motivates them, it's good for their for their mental health. And then three days later, no, it's not going to happen. So is this going to be the same thing here? So um, I, I know construction sites are going to kick uh, kick back into, into action again. I know for a fact that restaurants have been 
uh, allowed to open up and there there still needs to be some social distancing like if a table is allowed to have four people that means only two people are allowed per table only so stuff like that mm. but that that's a lot of risk if someone gets infected in a restaurant that whole restaurant needs to shut shut down so are they willing to take that risk after allowing their staff to come back in? Contact tracing will have to happen. Every staff would have to be um, put under in quarantine. So there's there's a lot that we don't know. That's from the economic side of things. From uh, the the just getting out of the house uh, aspect of things, everyone's really excited because for the longest time, it's only been the head of the household that gets to go out. And guys have been confused as heck, going to supermarkets, not knowing what fish <laughs> is what. And now having their wives along, and even for the older folk, being able to go out. Because my mom and dad, they haven't gone out together because it's they're old, right? So they need uh, both of them to go out. So they're excited that the MCO's um, going to be partially lifted. The red zones are still going to be under lockdown. But for the most part, uh, everything is going to kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. But it is a new norm. It is going to be... People are still going to be cautious. I don't think people are going to go hang out or what we say here, lip up at, uh, at the mamaks and have a tetarik for too long. People are still going to go tapao, go home and eat at home. And it's, it's just a wait and see kind of game right now. So we don't know how things are. Generally, we're just a confused bunch right now. Well, the good news is, my friend, Malaysians are effectively our guinea pigs. We will watch you from across the causeway and see how it opens up. If it goes well, we can open yeah. up. If it doesn't, we won't. So thank you for being our causeway guinea pigs. Uh, and thanks to Jason Desmond, environmental advocate, entrepreneur, radio TV host. Uh, appreciate your time today, JD. I'll see you guys soon. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.